0: What's up guys? Happy Tuesday or whatever day it is that you're listening to this. Um, I think I said last week that I was a lot healthier, but I think I was lying because this week I feel a lot better despite what my voice sounds like. I'm not really sure if it's from smoking or from the weather, but it's a little gravelly. I don't know. Maybe whoever's listening, maybe you're into like, the raspy voice so you might enjoy this. I have no clue to be honest what all I covered in the last episode. I think I went through like all the planets and kind of talked about I don't know if I've really gotten into the signs that's more of what I wanted to do today. Speaking of I found a really great and I'm going to have to find it And I meant to find it before I started this. But I found this really great tweet on Instagram. It was a screenshot of a tweet. I guess I should clarify because that really made no sense. Okay, so this astrologer, her name is Aliza Kelly on Twitter. But she tweeted that your rising sign is the genre of your life. The sun sign is your role as the protagonist. And your moon sign is your internal conflict. And oh my god, I thought that was beautiful. That was such a good way to put it. And so I just, I really wanted to share that. And I will probably repost it because I think that that is a perfect way to describe all of that. So let's get into it. The signs. I've mentioned, I know in things that I've posted and I've probably mentioned it, speaking to, but there's 12 signs, and I know I've been using the clock analogy, just like there's 12 numbers, there's 12 signs, and there's three, I don't even know actually what, uh, modes, I guess, three modes for each sign to be classified. There's there's cardinal, fixed, and mutable, and cardinal, which is Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorns, those are the initiators of the zodiac. So this has nothing to do with earth, fire, air, all of that. I'll get into that next. But the cardinal signs, yeah, they're the initiators. They like control, like they enjoy controlling their environment. Cardinal signs are the ones that drop the anchor. They're the ones that are like, hey, let's drop the anchor here. An issue for cardinal signs is that they need to make sure they're not too hung up on control. They can get really overwhelmed with that and drive other people around them crazy, which is why you have the other signs to kind of balance that out. So fixed signs, Taurus, Leo, Aquarius, and Scorpio, they are the ones that leave the anchor there. They concentrate on the present. They're um, you know, really focused the ones that get the task done, they can also be stubborn. You know, fixed signs, you always hear how stubborn we are. And the issue with fixed signs is you have to be careful not to get too stuck and too hung up on one thing, which is where mutable signs come in, Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. They're the ones that have the easiest time letting go and encourage change. They're the ones who reel in the anchor and they're like, "All right, it's time for us to move on." But they, they kind of need security in a f- in some form. Um, it obviously manifests itself differently in every individual, but usually they're they're looking for security in some way or another. So those are the three modes. Again, Cardinal drops the anchor, Fixed Sign kind of leaves the anchor, and Mutable Signs are the ones that reel it in and move. You have the Initiator, you have the ones that do the task, and then you have the ones that, you know, are really good about knowing when it's time to change course. And then there's, there's the um, Elements in the Signs. That's another way to classify the Signs. And all these classifications give signs their, their characteristics when you add up, you know, their mode, their element, the house that they're in. All of that kind of stuff gives them their qualities. And then as we talked about last time, the planets have an experience or an energy of their own that then gets reflected and kind of channeled through whatever sign it's in. So the elements are fire, water, earth, and air fire signs, Aries, Leo, Sagittarius, fire, if you think about it. I mean, it's all very symbolic, so it's pretty easy to kind of guess. That's why once you understand astrology, it becomes pretty easy to pick up on because it's literally so symbolic. Fire signs are really passionate, very creative. They're leaders. Water signs, Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces, those are the more emotional. Those are Also, fire signs are masculine energy signs, which we haven't gotten into masculine and feminine energies yet. Water is feminine. And this has, and I might have mentioned this before, feminine and masculine energy has literally nothing to do with your sexuality, with gender. This is how this energy behaves. And we'll get into all of that a different time. Earth signs, Taurus, Virgo, Capricorns, down to earth, stable, practical, and then air signs, Aquarius, Gemini, Libra. I'm not going to lie, and I see so many memes and stuff about this. Air signs are kind of tricky to describe, which I think is funny because I have so many air signs in my life, which is the sign I have the least of, none of my inner planets fall on any air signs, so I've compensated for that. I surround myself by air signs. I mean, if you think about air, they're just—it's kind—it's of, hard to describe. I don't know. They just—they're very busy people. They're not really ones—at least all of the ones that I know—they're not really. I mean, they might you know chill out for a little bit, but it usually doesn't last long. There, they're the doers, I would say, of all the signs, they're just busy bodies. So I did a bit more research because last week I admitted I really did not, I had just discovered the whole angles thing in astrology with you know your ascendant and your descendant and all of that, which if I ever say ascent, I for some reason ever since I really got into this have called the rising sign an ascent, but it's ascendant and then you have your descendant. But anyways, the point is, is I looked into this more because I wanted to talk about it since it's really cool, but then I wanted to come back and kind of explain it more because I didn't obviously know enough then. So basically, your ascendant, which your rising sign, the genre of your life, That's the first angle of your chart, it's the cusp, it's the beginning, that is where your first house will be, which everyone's cosmic clock, where a normal clock always, you know, usually it starts at midnight, that's the new day, everyone's cosmic clock is individual and the beginning of your clock starts wherever your rising sign is. That sign was rising over in the east at the exact time you were born and that creates the beginning angle, the starting point for everything else and gives you all of those angle points, your descendant, your midheaven, your IC, which stands for some Latin word that I'm not even going to try to pronounce. I read somewhere that your rising sign is, it's like the cover of your book. And then the opposite of that, if you remember, is your descendant. And that is your partnerships. We all have that in us, this this need for someone else. And that is where your descendant comes in. So that's a fun one. And it's not even just for marriage and all of that. Like this, if you're wanting to go into business with someone, if you just any type of relationship this is a really good kind of area to look at. So the houses, which, again, I'm sorry, I have no idea if I've even covered this yet, but the houses, like the numbers on your individual clock, your first house starts with your rising sign, and the first seven houses represent, and I will have to find a visual of some sort to post, but the first seven and then I think around seven it kind of switches, so maybe it's like more the first six. But first six, seven are your personal houses, and it's like you as an individual, and then the last six-ish, five-ish, whatever, houses are more you as a collective. Then there's your, and I think I made it a point in the last episode to say that this was pronounced n- Nadir, and then I looked it up after, and I think it's pronounced nadir which i don't think looks right but whatever your nadir that's the one it's the opposite of the midheaven so it's the lower heavens while that kind of sounds a little intimidating understanding this is what really helps with growth if you remember your midheaven that is like your ultimate life goal your career aspirations the nader is the complete opposite. Like MC, the midheaven is your public life that you put out there, and you're kind of constructing and building. And nader is the complete opposite. Is your most personal self, like your personal needs, like all of that. It's it's a very it's one of the the more intimate points or angles. So you might have heard about transits. Transits in astrology is basically which I think I've given out a few apps to kind of see it visually. But it's basically where the hands on the clock are now in relation to where they were when you were born. So, like, right now, it's Leo season still. So the sun is in the sign of Leo. And then, you know, all the other planets, I think Venus is in Libra right now. Like, there's, they're always obviously transiting around the sun. And the more you become aware of that, the more you kind of notice the effects. You notice you go through phases in life where like some days just feel weird or other days you just can sense like this super exciting energy. It's not just you, like you're not the only one feeling that. It's as a collective and it's very much because of, you know, what's going on up in the sky because we reflect what's going on up in the cosmos. So the transits kind of help you along your journey. And again, the more in tune you are with that, the easier it is to kind of ride those big waves of energy. And each planet has a different speed, you know, each planet has a different amount of time that they spend in each sign. There's also, you have to factor in retrogrades. You should look up the orbit for Venus for example. It's so pretty. Like it's absolutely insane. Obviously, you know, it's not like every single one of them is just perfectly orbiting the sun like the Earth is. All of them have different speeds, different patterns, and that impacts a lot as well. There's an app called Astro Future. I know for a fact I definitely mentioned it at least in the first episode, but there's an actual visual of your chart and then what's happening now and then it gives you like a little forecast and there's like graphs it's so organized it's great it's probably my favorite although I do love the pattern I'm a visual person the pattern's not super visual though I love it but it's different and then I'm not gonna get into all of this because this is another thing I'm still really learning about but How the planets, the different angles in your natal chart, that has a really big impact too. So those of you who are super into astrology, you might have heard like, oh, Uranus is squaring off with Mars right now. And probably has no clue what that means, but using context clues, if you're squaring off, squaring up, whatever, with someone, it's probably not great. So there's a bunch of different interactions that the planets have and it depends on their relation to one another. So that's why having a visual to see the different angles and then once you kind of learn what the angles mean, you know there's like a grand trine which means like I I'm pretty sure I have a fire grand trine. Basically a grand trine that's three it represents balance between fire signs and There's an earth one, there's what, you know, all the different elements. And so there's just a bunch of different patterns, you know, like the shape of your natal chart is even a pattern. Mine is a bowl, some people have buckets. The angles and all of that, that's like a whole different thing that goes even more in depth. And there's a ton of great apps that help explain it. I am not the best resource, at least at the moment. Probably one day I'll get there, but... At the moment, I'm not, and again, this is all about just a very brief intro. But just so you know, it, of course, can get a lot deeper. So that's really all I had for this episode, just to kind of wrap up my introduction to astrology. I will probably circle around and talk about it more because I enjoy it. But continuing with the original analogy from the first episode... I'm going to start getting into the maintenance of your little cosmic car, and I get to talk about chakras, so that's exciting. It's one of the newer things for me, I really got into that I think around Christmas last year, but it's again more kind of Eastern philosophies regarding our physical bodies and how that ties into obviously a lot more than just our western view of of health which that's a whole tangent i can't wait to get into because i love health and all of that kind of stuff so i'm really excited to get into that and probably some more philosophical ideas there's a really good book called the web that has no weaver which explains like traditional chinese medicine and it's so fascinating It's basically like the medical world is combined with philosophy, and it's great. I love that. So I'm super excited to get into that. I was thinking about what little message I had for, for people this week, and I don't know if I really have anything specific, to be honest. I've had a really busy weekend, and I really like to kind of meditate on that kind of thing. But I will say I read... The Alchemist for the first time. Super famous. A lot of people have hopefully probably read it. But if you haven't, oh my lord, please, please get it. Please pass it along. It's not necessarily meant to keep, it's one of those things that you want to give to as many people as possible. Great book. So good. Really is in line with why I wanted to even start this because I think. Self-discovery, one, is so much more complex and deeper than you even realize at first. But it is just so important. And especially right now with humanity at this very particular time, it's it's more important than ever. And I think a lot of people are at a very critical point of needing something more. Needing to discover themselves. And that's just a really really beautiful metaphor but it's it's deeper than that. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's it's great. And then I'm also reading The Sistine Prophecy. I haven't finished it but I am loving it so far so that's another really great one. So yeah I would suggest those. I haven't gotten to go on a crystal tangent yet. That's gonna be a whole other episode probably but get some crystals. Use them as fidget spinners. You know, go to a crystal shop, pick out a few that kind of speak to you, and yeah, just carry them around. Just do some research what you should do with them. Even if you don't believe that they have any powers, which isn't even really how I would describe it. Um, I haven't even thought about how I'm going to introduce those. But yeah, so read the Alchemist. Maybe read the Sistine Prophecy. Get some crystals and get those apps. Get um, Astro Future and the Pattern and then next week i will teach you guys about some chakras and how to clear some blockages and really ramp up your road to enlightenment because the the physical part of it is just as important as you know your inner work it's a part of your inner work so yeah it's super exciting so have a great week and i will see you all then